Today is the 20th day of November. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you today, like every day. It's great to be gathered together around the global campfire. Everybody has a place. We're all cozy together. It's a safe oasis for us to simply allow the scriptures to come into our lives. So let's do exactly that and focus our heart and attention on God's word. We're reading from the New Living Translation this week and continuing our journey through the book of Ezekiel. Today, chapters 40, verse 28, through 41, verse 26. Then the man took me to the south gateway leading into the inner courtyard. He measured it, and it had the same measurements as the other gateways. Its guard alcoves, dividing walls, and entry room were the same size as those in the others. It also had windows along its walls and in the entry room. And like the others, the gateway passage was 87 and a half feet long and 43 and three quarter feet wide. The entry rooms of the gateways leading into the inner courtyard were 14 feet across and 43 and three quarter feet wide. The entry room to the south gateway faced into the outer courtyard. It had palm tree decorations on its columns and there were eight steps leading to its entrance. Then he took me to the east gateway leading to the inner courtyard. He measured it and it had the same measurements as the other gateways. Its guard alcoves, dividing walls, and entry room were the same size as those of the others, and there were windows along the walls and in the entry room. The gateway passage measured 87 and a half feet long and 43 and three quarter feet wide. Its entry room faced into the outer courtyard. It had palm tree decorations on its columns, and there were eight steps leading to its entrance. Then he took me around to the north gateway leading to the inner courtyard. He measured it and it had the same measurements as the other gateways. The guard alcoves, dividing walls and entry room of this gateway had the same measurements as in the others and the same window arrangements. The gateway passage measured 87 and a half feet long and 43 and three quarter feet wide. Its entry room faced into the outer courtyard and it had palm tree decorations on the columns. There were eight steps leading to its entrance. A door led from the entry room of one of the inner gateways into a side room where the meat for sacrifices was washed. On each side of this entry room were two tablets where the sacrificial animals were slaughtered for the burnt offerings, sin offerings, and guilt offerings. Outside the entry room, on each side of the stairs going up to the north entrance, were two more tables. So there were eight tables in all, four inside and four outside, where the sacrifices were cut up and prepared. There were also four tables of finished stone for preparation of the burnt offerings, each 31 and one-half inches square and 21 inches high. On these tables were placed the butchering knives and other implements for slaughtering the sacrificial animals. There were hooks, each three inches long, fashioned all around the foyer walls. The sacrificial meat was laid on the tables. Inside the inner courtyard were two rooms, one beside the north gateway facing south, 
and the other beside the south gateway facing north. And the man said to me, The room beside the north inner gate is for the priests who supervise the temple maintenance. The room besides the south inner gate is for the priests in charge of the altar, the descendants of Zadok, for they alone of all the Levites may approach the Lord to minister to him. Then the man measured the inner courtyard, and it was a square, 175 feet wide and 175 feet across. The altar stood in the courtyard in front of the temple. Then he brought me to the entry room of the temple. He measured the walls on either side of the opening to the entry room, and they were eight and three-quarter feet thick. The entrance itself was twenty-four and a half feet wide, and the walls on each side of the entrance were an additional five and a quarter feet long. The entry room was thirty-five feet wide and twenty-one feet deep. There were ten steps leading up to it, with a column on each side. After that, the man brought me into the sanctuary of the temple. He measured the walls on either side of its doorway, and they were ten and a half feet thick. The doorway was seventeen and a half feet wide, and the walls on each side of it were eight and three-quarter feet long. The sanctuary itself was seventy feet long and thirty-five feet wide. Then he went beyond the sanctuary into the inner room. He measured the walls on either side of its entrance, and they were three and a half feet thick. The entrance was ten and a half feet wide, and the walls on each side of the entrance were twelve and a quarter feet long. The inner room of the sanctuary was thirty-five feet long and thirty-five feet wide. This, he told me, is the most holy place. Then he measured the wall of the temple, and it was ten and a half feet thick. There was a row of rooms along the outside wall. Each room was seven feet wide. These side rooms were built in three levels, one above the other, with thirty rooms on each level. The supports for these side rooms rested on exterior ledges on the temple wall. They did not extend into the wall. Each level was wider than the one below it, corresponding to the narrowing of the temple wall as it rose higher. A stairway led up from the bottom level through the middle level to the top level. I saw that the temple was built on a terrace, which provided a foundation for the side rooms. This terrace was ten and a half feet high. The outer wall of the temple's side rooms was eight and three-quarter feet thick. This left an open area between these side rooms and the row of rooms along the outer wall of the inner courtyard. This open area was thirty-five feet wide, and it went all around the temple. The doors opened from the side rooms into the terrace yard, which was eight and three-quarter feet wide. One door faced north and the other south. A large building stood on the west facing the temple courtyard. It was 122 and a half feet wide and 157 and a half feet long, and its walls were eight and three-quarter feet thick. And the man measured the temple, and it was 175 feet long. The courtyard around the building, including its walls, was an additional 175 feet in length. The inner courtyard to the east of the temple was also 175 feet wide. The building to the west, including its two walls, was also 175 feet wide. The sanctuary, the inner room, and the entry room of the temple were all paneled with wood, as were the frames of the recessed windows. 
The inner walls of the temple were paneled with wood above and below the windows. The space above the door leading into the inner room and its walls inside and out were also paneled. All the walls were decorated with carvings of cherubim, each with two faces, and there was a carving of a palm tree between each of the cherubim. One face, that of a man, looked toward the palm tree on one side. The other face, that of a young lion, looked toward the palm tree on the other side. The figures were carved all along the inside of the temple, from the floor to the top of the walls, including the outer wall of the sanctuary. There were square columns at the entrance to the sanctuary, and the ones at the entrance of the most holy place were similar. There was an altar made of wood, five and a quarter feet high and three and a half feet across. Its corners, base, and sides were all made of wood. This, the man told me, is the table that stands in the Lord's presence. Both the sanctuary and the most holy place had double doorways, each with two swinging doors. The doors leading into the sanctuary were decorated with carved cherubim and palm trees, just as on the walls and there was a wooden roof at the front of the entry room to the temple. On both sides of the entry room were recessed windows decorated with carved palm trees. The side rooms along the outside walls also had roofs. James 4 What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously, as the scriptures say. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up in honor. Don't speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. If you criticize and judge each other, then you are criticizing and judging God's law. But your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether it applies to you. God alone, 
who gave the law is the judge. He alone has the power to save or to destroy. So what right do you have to judge your neighbor? Look here, you who say, Today or tomorrow we are going to a certain town and will stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is, If the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise you are boasting about your own pretentious plans, and all such boasting is evil. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. Psalm 118, 19-29 Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly entered there. I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God shining upon us. Take the sacrifice and bind it with cords on the altar. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Proverbs 28, 3-5 A poor person who oppresses the poor is like a pounding rain that destroys the crops. To reject the law is to praise the wicked. To obey the law is to fight them. Evil people don't understand justice, but those who follow the Lord understand completely. Okay, so James is doing what James does and giving us a nice uh, quick kick in the pants today on, a, on our relationships. He asked this question today. And it really should perk all of our attention because we kind of all want to know. The question is, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Right? We want to know the answer to that. What is it that is bringing tension into a relationship that erupts into a conflict? But then James leads us to consider that maybe it's not the other person. He says, don't those conflicts come from the evil desires at war within you? In other words, before it ever becomes a conflict with another person, there's already something going on within ourselves. That's putting the mirror up in front of us. That snaps things into perspective. 
And he goes on to explain that these conflicts, they happen inside of us because we have desires that we think we're entitled to. We're not getting what we think we deserve in some way. And we perceive that maybe somebody else is. And so conflict and attempts to take things by force cause quarrels and fights among us. When we find that we're lacking or we perceive that we're lacking in our lives. And then we try to balance the scales because we're in competition with everybody else. So we try to force our will upon other people. We're absolutely not going to get anywhere. We're not going to get fulfillment. We're looking in the wrong place. And James says it like this. You don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. And James is trying to drill down. He's trying to get down to the base of it all. And he tells us, don't you realize that your friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. So let's just kind of reverse this out a little bit and think about it. If we're going to use the system of the world to gain identity and to compete with one another, to try to do better or worse, or to be worshipped because we can throw ourselves into some kind of spotlight, if we're going to use this system, we're not in the kingdom of God operating the way that the kingdom of God works. We're making ourselves an enemy of God. I'm just like standing here thinking about this as we're talking about it. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want to be at odds with God, like at all, for any reason, at all. That's a big deal to make yourself an enemy of God. Who's going to win that one? And so this sense of lack and this sense of competition and this sense of identity and all these things that we jostle around and have quarrels and fights among us. If we just be honest and think about it, we're saying God's not coming through and we deserve more. We are entitled to more than we have. God isn't enough. And so we're going to look outside the relationship to get what we need. We're going to go get our needs met outside the relationship. That's not going to work in my house. And I don't think that's going to work in your house either. And so that shouldn't work in our relationship with God. And so James kind of sums up what he's saying to us today with very famous passage of scripture that kind of ties this all together for us. Here's what you do. Humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up.
and honor. Father, that's where we find ourselves in this posture of humility with head bowed, seeing ourselves for who we are and what we've done. We tell ourselves the story of ourselves and we lie to ourselves all of the time. But when we have to face the implications of what we do and the impact that it has on people, we realize that our lives matter because it's having impact. And it's not always having the kind of impact that would be anything like your kingdom. It's all about our own kingdom. It's all about our own desires and wants and what we're going to take and what we're entitled to. We've been invited by James today to humble ourselves, and so here we are, resisting the urge to be entitled to something that we're going to take. We humble ourselves before you and come close to you. You are the only source of life, the only place of meaning, the only opportunity for fulfillment. Come, Holy Spirit, we humble ourselves before you. Forgive us. Lead us into the truth we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com. That is home base. And it's the website where you find out what's going on around here. And so I have something to tell you about. It happened a couple weeks ago. But now... We have the all clear to talk about it. So uh, our daughter, China, and my wife, Jill, they head up Daily Audio Bible Chronological on the Chronological channel. And so uh, everybody over there kind of knows China's been pregnant and she stepped away to have the baby. And she did a couple weeks ago. And we've been just kind of nesting and settling in. But China has had her daughter her second daughter and her name is finley finley beck brave and she was born on 21st of october whopping nine and a well nine pounds two ounces and uh she is the current joy of our lives She's a very mild-mannered little thing, and uh, we all love taking turns with her and loving on her and welcoming, welcoming her into our story and becoming a part of her story as we all continue the stories that we are telling, the stories of our lives and relationship to God. So thank you for your continued prayers over China and Ben as they adjust to having a newborn and adjust to having another child. And as we continue to take steps forward day by day in our lives and in the scriptures and in community, but we want to welcome, officially welcome Finley, Finley Brown, the newest addition to the Daily Audio Bible family here. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. Thank you humbly for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. 
And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Hi, Daily Audio family. Daily Audio Bible family, that is. Uh, thank you for your prayers. I want to have a, give a praise for my son, Mitchell. This is Brian in Huber Heights, Ohio. Uh, when I went to visit him, he brought his Bible out, and he was reading it to me, and he's been reading his Bible and seeking God. Um, I just want to ask a prayer request for him. They're having trouble releasing him because his behavior in the past has been so, so horribly bad that he's gotten kicked out of several rehabs and uh, really he's burned a lot of the, the bridges that could help him. I just pray that uh, and ask you to pray that he gets the right case management, the right case manager, goes to the right rehab and, and has housing that he would not be homeless anymore. also want to continue to ask prayer for my ex-wife Kathy and I that it God would heal our lives and bring us together and reconcile us. And for my other two children, Matt and Ashley, that they would they would start seeking God and find a church and, and seek God with their lives. Bless Ashley with a with a healthy baby and my first grandchild. I, I have so much to be thankful for. Praise you, God. And uh, I really uh, thank Brian Harden for this ministry. It is wonderful. It is a life changer. And I tell everybody I know about it. And I do pray for everyone here on this and on the prayer wall. Uh, thank you very much. God bless. Salutations, my dad family. It's his little songbird from Alberta, Canada. And I'm going to address a few, few prayer requests today. Uh, Sheena from Saskatchewan in two weeks. You go to court. Um, I'm praying for both you and for Mike, for grace and for mercy and for God's will to be done. Kingdom Seeker Daniel and Sam from Seattle, you also have court about the same time. I will be holding you all up in prayer as well. From junk to treasure, your son sounds like he's losing his job. His car has been sabotaged. One daughter fighting with her husband. Another daughter has uh, a grand or has a child that is having having to go into the hospital with seizures. Father God, we just I want to lift up this entire family to you, Lord. I ask for a hedge of protection around them and for the blood of Jesus to be covering each and every member of the family right down to the children, Lord. I'm asking for your protection from from Satan's darts and from from his evil schemes. And Lord, I'm asking that all assignments against the family from junk to treasure, all, from her, all, like all the way down to the end, Lord. I'm, I'm asking, Lord, that... The assaults of the enemy and the assignments of the enemy will be canceled. That's it. Done. Lord, I ask that you give this family your strength, your courage, your determination, and your will. Father, I ask that you shine your face upon them, Lord, and I ask for your favor on each and every member of her family. And I thank you so much for this, Lord. Amen.
precious brothers and sisters across this globe. My name is Linda in Wilsonville, Oregon, and I'm calling to ask that you would lift my 44-year-old daughter in prayer for a miracle. She has been newly diagnosed with a stage four triple negative breast cancer um, that has now affected her spine, her liver, and her lungs. She's in a severe pain in her lower extremities. She has been treated for a different diagnosis for a year and a half, along with her daddy, um, who we lost in April. And she is now enduring this tragedy of cancer. She has two young children, a loving husband. She's very strong and doing everything she can, dietary, in, uh, holistic and conventional interventions. She needs a miracle of healing and I know our sovereign God is capable of that. Please pray with us for that miracle. I thank you with all my heart. Good morning, Daily Audio Bible. This is Brian from Huber Heights, thanking everybody for all your prayers for my son, Mitchell. He is, uh, they were considering releasing him from the mental hospital. I want that to be the right time and with all the things set up for him to go to rehab and have housing. Also, my other two children, Matt and Ashley, Lord, and for all three of my children's salvation. For my ex-wife, Kathy, and I to reconcile. I have uh, something I do want to ask for prayer about. Um, I'm going to have a CAT scan tomorrow, which will be Friday the 17th, uh, to find out whether I have any issues in my lungs. I was exposed to asbestos in a job I was at for 23 years, praying that the test will all come back negative. And I do want to say one thing. The One thing comes to mind when I listen to the Daily Audio Bible, and it's a, it's a verse from Acts, Acts 18, 9 and 10. When it was speaking to Paul about him being afraid to go someplace, uh, one night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision, do not stop speaking, do not be silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. There's many God has many people on the Daily Audio Bible, and I thank Brian Harden and his family and all that makes this possible. It's a real life changer. God bless everyone. Thank you.